Welcome to this week's episode of Everyday Thin Places. I'm Rachel Gallagher, and I'm an interfaith hospice chaplain. And I'm Elizabeth Ferrasso, and I'm a birth doula. And in each episode of Everyday Thin Places, we draw from our experiences supporting birthing people and dying people to explore with honesty, authenticity, and humor how we can all become more truly living people. All right, welcome everybody to our episode to talk about water, which we are so excited and we're so excited to have our guest here today. She will vouch for the fact that we pursued her hard because we were so excited about um, what we think she has to teach us and um, well, you're going to hear for yourself because today we are going to speak with Carrie McGinn, who is the owner of Halcyon Floats right here in our own beloved Philadelphia. Um, and I have felt a special affinity towards just the name Halcyon. So I think Carrie's going to tell us a little bit about that, but also so intrigued with the first time I heard about floating, had to get myself into a float tank, have had that experience for myself, but um it's not enough for me just to share about my experience in the float tank. We wanted to get the expert here to tell us all about uh, the experience of floating. So welcome, Carrie. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so, so much for having me and for all those nice things you just said. I'm really, really honored that you guys sought to uh that you did pursue me and that you have me on. I'm so excited to chat with you about floating. Yeah, I am like bursting with excitement over this one. We've been talking about Carrie and Halcyon floats for a really long time. I feel like when we first birthed this idea of uh, an episode about the four elements, when we thought about each of the elements, I feel like water was the easiest one. Like we knew we want Carrie as our water guest. So I'm so excited. And um, yeah, just a little bit of background. So Elizabeth is an experienced floater. And then I'm one of these people who is familiar with floating, curious about floating. I've like looked into it a little bit, but haven't actually made it to try it out. Um, And then I feel like there are a lot of our listeners who probably have never even heard of this concept of floating. So for all of us, uh, will you tell us a little bit, Carrie, about like what even is floating? What are we even talking about? And then um, share with us about Halcyon floats specifically. Sure. Um, so flotation therapy involves, and it's kind of sounds, people will hear the word sensory deprivation, and it can take on a negative connotation. But it's absolutely not. But it involves sensory deprivation. And what we do is we offer an environment where people can get away and kind of recharge and unplug. The environment is called, well, we have float cabins, but they can be referred to as float pods in some places. Some places have float tanks. Ours are cabins. And what they are is basically we have a private suite for our clients to come in. Um, each suite is equipped with this floating environment that is, it's a giant pool, um, about eight by, or I would say between a a bathtub and a pool. It's eight feet long and four feet wide. And it's about 10 to 12 inches of super salinated water. There's about 1200 pounds of Epsom salt 
dissolved in this water. So if you can imagine a giant mattress made of water that can adjust and fully support every contour of your body that you can lie on. So that's the, that's just basically how it's built. The environment's built. Um, you have options for no lights, no music, and that creates a sensory deprivation environment where all your senses can be at rest. You do for people who are a little bit, a little bit scared of being in the dark or would prefer to listen to music. We do have those options as well. And then another detail is the water is kept to skin sensor neutral, which is somewhere between 93 and a half, 95 and a half degrees. Um, And the reason for that is we want you, when you lay on the water, we want you a, to completely let go and just feel what it feels to be perfectly weightless. But then what happens is because the water is the same temperature of your external temperature, you lose physical sensation of your body. So if you can imagine you're fully supported on this water, your spine is expanding, your whole body's decompressing, um, your circulation is running perfectly, and you're losing sensation of your body. It's just you in total relaxation, complete and utter rest. Um, and we provide that. We do 90-minute sessions. Uh, there's Within that session, people say, 90 minutes, it sounds like a long time. And almost every single time without fail, people come out after 90, 90 minutes and like, I cannot believe that the session is over already because you get into a very deep meditative state. Um, Some people don't even come in for the meditation. They think they're coming in because it does help with physical pain or just anxiety. Maybe you need to escape your kids. Now, a lot of people are homeschooling now, so I'm getting a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But then by accident, they realize, like, I got into this state. I didn't know if I was awake or asleep. Um, And now all of a sudden, we've got all these people in Philly meditating, and they didn't even believe in meditation before. Mm. Um, So that is what floating is. It's basically uh, an escape for your mind and your senses to help you rejuvenate mentally and physically. That sounds amazing. I got chills just listening to the description. (laughs) Like, oh, that sounds heavenly. Yeah, well, honestly, it's, I've put all my chips in this basket. I was not, um, I did not start out as someone who would even entertain the idea of going into a tank of water for 90 minutes. I was very much a go, go, go type of person. Um, and that was the reason eventually I found myself doing something like floating in desperation because I would never have considered it before. It's it, when I first heard about it, I was like, this, this sounds a little weird to me. Um, and I get that now all the time from, from clients or people calling, like I heard about this, people are recommending it, but it sounds strange and I don't get offended at all. I'm like, well, you're right. It, do- it does sound strange, but it's actually, it's a pretty basic concept. If, if you're constantly bombarded with information and stress, it makes sense to find a way to get away from that and let yourself rest. So, um, and it worked for me. And I, I was like, this is what I need to do because Philly didn't have a place then. And um, I wanted a float tank to have access to it all the time. So I was like, I've got an idea. (laughs) Yeah. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. So when you describe the cabins, is there like, is there like a lid to it? Like, I'm, th- I'm wondering about people who might be claustrophobic or might um, have issues with like feeling closed in. Can you describe a little bit more? Yeah. So at Halcyon Floats, we've created environments that have, we've considered people who are claustrophobic, who are afraid of the dark and who um, don't necessarily want to be sitting in silence for a full 90 minutes. So our cabins have really high ceilings. We're talking like 10 feet ceilings. Oh, um, Like I said, the tanks themselves are four feet wide eight feet long. 
So if you can relax in your bathtub, you've got plenty more space in our float tanks, way more. Um, we even have glass doors mm. so that if you decide you want to keep the lights on, you're looking at the door, you can see that you're not really completely stuck and enclosed somewhere. Mm-hmm. And those doors don't even have latches. They swing open and close. Um, we make it so that the rooms, the suites themselves that the tanks are in are light, tight and soundproof. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have to feel confined in the actual tank itself. Nice. And then, but when the lights are off, when the music's off, you've created, we've got an environment where you can have total relaxation of senses, where you are going to be in the dark and you don't have to worry about the stress of your eyes and the information that comes through uh, your eyes and your ears. Uh, So your brain can get to that theta state, which is what happens probably about anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes in the tank. uh, You get to what's called theta state, which is the meditative state because your brain is at rest and everything is just moving along at homeostasis. Mm -hmm. Um, The environment provides the space for you to do that. I'm so glad that you decided uh, out of your desire to have a, a tank for yourself to get into that <laughs> now Philadelphia gets to enjoy this. Um, so tell me more about when you decided to open this business about this choice of the name Halcyon and what that means and what that means to you. Yeah. So there's, uh, there's a few layers and I have a tendency to ramble. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try to be as concise as possible. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, I knew right away that in opening my business, I was going to pay homage to the the people who gave me my first job. Mm-hmm. So uh, my first job was working at a chicken wing place in Northeast Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, I got hired when I was like 14. And um, the family was a Greek family. And I worked there for five years. And I, if the, you know how you have one thing that you know that you're like good at. So my work ethic has always been throughout life. I've been hustle, hustle, hustle work nonstop kind of thing. Like I'm going to earn my keep kind of thing. And I learned that philosophy working for this family. They taught me everything about work ethic. Um, They actually came, if I'm not mistaken, they came to the United States from Greece the day I was born, Mm. which is kind of like interesting, right? Yeah. And um, they were like, I didn't have the best family life. So when I went to work, it was like I was in awe of this family and the, how they welcomed me. And it, it was very cohesive um, the way we ran this chicken winning store. <laughs> um, I just loved every aspect of being a part of that and, and how they, when they first began building this business, which is still there, um, that I got to be a part of that too. And they taught me everything. So I knew it had to do, be inspired by something Greek. If, even if the lettering looked Greek, hmm. which it does. Hmm. <laughs> um, so there is that aspect. So I was moving in that direction and I wanted, to, you know, I had to incorporate peace um, and it had to incorporate water and just the feeling of um, not, not just the, just the feeling of calm and uh, just calm and peace. And I guess I got the thesaurus out. I don't even remember exactly. I had my friend helping me too. We had like this board where we're writing all these words and doing all these things. And I saw the word halcyon without really understanding what it meant. And it, But I was just drawn to it. And it's a Greek word <laughs> based on a Greek mythology, a, a Greek story. And um, I'll give you the cliff notes of the story that I remember. But it's basically uh, the main character was Alcyon, and then she had her lover, 
And I think, God, I used to know the story verbatim, but I haven't told it so long. Um, but uh, apparently their love pissed off the gods and out of revenge, um, her lover was killed at sea. And then she threw herself into the sea. And when the gods saw the pain that they had created, um, they brought them back to life. So they are birds reborn of sea. So uh, I, I really like that idea of, it's almost like the answer to a phoenix, the water answer to like the bird mm. phoenix. Um, I really like that idea of being reborn in the water. Mm. And then um, strangely enough, when I, my target date for opening was, uh, and this was in 2014, I wanted to open in January, like mid-January 2014, but we had like a huge snowstorm that like the whole winter was just shot that, that winter and all my deliveries were, it just did not pan out. But strangely enough, halcyon days is a term that's used in Greece to refer to a specific time when the seas are calm and ample of fish that the fishermen can go out in their boats and they'll have uh, they'll take away a lot of fish. So uh, they happened to start mid-January, which was like, wow, this is a really weird coincidence. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Not to mention the term halcyon days. Like if we're just using it in common speak, uh, it means uh, the good old days, yeah. the peaceful time, the happy time that we're, we're looking upon uh, reflectively. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of self-reflection that happens in the tank. There's rebirth and uh, calm and peace. So I was like, this is perfect. And it's Greek. He's like, this is all the things that I wanted. Love that. Um, Yeah. So, and now then I, we had the logo, which is obviously has a bird flying in it. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, after, after I learned all that, I'm like, I can't call it anything else. (laughs) There is, there is a problem with it though, because most people have not heard of the word or many people have not heard of the word or um, they don't know how to say it. Like they'll read it and they'll Mm -hmm. just. Halicon, Halcon, mm-hmm. like I, I get every other, it's not an easy um, business name. <laughs> yeah. So it's not something that's easy to say, but um, I do get to tell the story. Yeah. Uh, so it's, 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 and I love it. Like I yeah. won't change it. I, and people say, is this Halicon flow? It's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the same way they call me Carrie, Kelly, Karen, whatever. Uh, yes, it's me. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, I'm doing my part because I talk about Halcyon and Halcyon floats whenever I, and I, I, I think I said before we started recording, I really, really wanted to name a child Halcyon. It's and such I, a beautiful name. I really know. Is. So that's my gift to the world. I, for a while, like I would not even tell anybody that I thought it could be used as a name because I was like selfishly like wanting to hoard it for myself, but because <laughs> I thought it was such a beautiful, perfect name. So now I'm generously sharing with the world the idea that you could have a child. <laughs> it could be a girl or a boy's name. I always pictured mm-hmm. it more as a girl's name, but, um, Halcyon. Of course. And then we'll yeah. just get it into common common knowledge of correct pronunciation can be. Yeah. <laughs> one day. One day people will know one how to day. say it. Yeah. Curious yeah. business definitely is going to be booming. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think so much of what you're describing, to me, it's like very obvious. Like, of course, this concept that we have of thin places where you sort of break through and experience maybe um, physical things, but you experience in a very transcendent way. Like, duh, of course, getting uh, getting into this water is, is going to create this experience. And 
Um, I mean, I especially like as the birthy sort of person, you talked about rebirth and I'm like, well, yeah, we, we came from water in the first place. You dip back into water and then come out of it that it's almost like reentering the womb. Um, but even, you know, whether it's in terms of like concepts of death and birth and rebirth or just this idea of thin, thin places, um, have you had experiences when you're floating or stories from other people that you think sort of reflect this idea of thin places um in the sense of breaking through and and feeling rebirth yes um and it was completely by accident again um so and it, over the course of time so when, like i said i was kind of skeptical of anything that might be like floating and i really found myself in the float tank at my wits end because i was a workaholic and um even though i thought that i was constantly handling stress like some people are so amped up all the time that they don't realize that that's not really how they, not everyone that's like this, but maybe someone like me, I didn't need to be that way. And it wasn't healthy for me in the long run. And because it, I didn't see it as manifesting itself in any negative way, I didn't realize that it was actually, I was actually harming myself mm-hmm. by keep going, 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 and never resting um, in, on, in multiple layers. There's multiple layers to that. But namely, I got into the tank because I was at my wit's end with sleep. I I didn't cons- – it never really uh, hit me that I wasn't sleeping because of anxiety uh, until finally it really did start to like – the lack of sleep started to affect my relationships, how I was performing at my job, and just overall how I felt about myself Like and everyday living. Like I don't – I can't function right now kind of mentality. And um, I did everything that – I should have went to therapy, which does help. Um, but I needed more of a, I needed something that was going to help me quicker because I was going weeks without having a good night's sleep Mm -hmm. and it was actually driving me out of my mind. So did the therapy thing, but I felt like that wasn't helping me quick enough. Went to the doctor, got Ambien. Um, I think there was some other pill I tried to, that did not help me at all. Um, in fact, that made me somewhat worse because I was tired throughout the day and I'd have nightmares at night. I don't know if everyone experiences that on Ambien. I heard that it can be an experience. Definitely was mine. I even joined, um, I went to a Buddhist temple to learn how to meditate and that I was so aggravated with myself that I just could not get to this mental space that everybody there was like, I'd go and the sessions would be like three hours total that would involve like sharing experiences and then sharing chanting and then a group meditation. And I would just keep opening my eyes and look around like, I don't belong here. I'm not, I'm not, I can't do this. I can't calm down. Finally, I learned about floating. Um, I found a place that had a float tank. It wasn't really, it was basically this guy who builds them. And um, he would offer a space to people who wanted to float because in this area, there's no place to float. So he had like a showroom and I floated there, had the best sleep of my life at that moment, um, that night. Now, when, during my experience, I was a little bit antsy. Um, it was a difficult time for me in the tank, but I was like, I'm paying for this session. I'm going to stay in here and I'm going to make the most of it. When I got home and slept that night, I knew that it's something that I had to keep doing because I had such profound relief. So that was my beginning experience. And I'm in the tank and I'm floating for this reason. And, um, while you do the practice, I got into the practice for that physiological response of being able to like have rest. I didn't realize that I was gaining clarity every time that I would take myself out of my everyday life. 
that I would, it's, I was able to press the eject button and put myself in a space where I could muddle through my thoughts and my stresses in a calm, cool, collected, um, thought process. And I couldn't do anything but grow. And I, I, I grew past a lot of bad habits that I've had. Um, I ended up leaving my marriage, which, which was great guy, but it, um, it was not fulfilling for me personally. And this is over the course of years of learning about myself in the float tank after years, a lifetime of just burying and burying and burying with new, well, maybe this will fix it. Or if I work harder, this, or if, you know, I just have to forego this and burying myself, my wants, my needs, and um, having no clarity that way. Getting into the float tank allowed me to peel off those layers and see like, this is the reason why your heart is broken and you're you're feeling Mm -hmm. like that heart sickness sometimes. This is the reason why you can't focus. And um, allowing yourself that space and the environment, which so funny that I couldn't in a Buddhist temple get to that space, which by the way, in hindsight, I know takes practice and practice. All those people Mm -hmm. in there, they didn't just show up and like all of a sudden they're in, it takes practice and practice, but it wasn't my quick fix at the time. Here I was able to do it in the float tank and it works. It works. Finding that peaceful place where you can really get to the root cause of your anxiety or your heartache or just your confusion. I mean, so many people walk around every day confused, just going through the motions, treading water. They think treading water, um, water (laughs) all comes back, all comes back around. Um, but you, you, you find yourself in this space where you can actually look at something in a black and white way and you can be emotional about it, but not in the sense that like just in a, in a constructive way. And um, that's what I found on the float tank over time by accident. And um, I see clients left and right having the same experience. Like I have clients who are over a hundred floats. Like they, they come, I have clients who come in two, three times a week. Um, because they're, they don't want to let themselves go. And and by, by that, I mean like they don't want to lose themselves. Mm -hmm. They, they want to make sure that they're taking care of their mind, taking care of their heart. And, um, it touches all facets of, of taking care of yourself. You know, when you give yourself that space to calm down, you end up feeling better. You know, your your body's producing so uh, dopamine and serotonin. So you end up feeling better. You sleep better. Um, you have more energy. So you want to go outside, you want to work out, you work out because you want to eat better. It's like reprogramming your mind that way. So I found that um, it has definitely helped me by accident to reprogram my mind. Um, and it's, I, I mean, it's not perfect now. I'm still a work in progress, always mm-hmm. will be, mm-hmm. but fluid, you know, Fluid, back to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> back to water by being fluid. Mm-hmm. So, Carrie, how often do you float as someone who has access to the float cabins? Yeah, anytime well, you want. Not enough, honestly. <laughs> um, so, ideally, I'd be floating once a week. Since I opened in July, I've floated four times, which is like not good. Um, but I have to say, it's been mostly because for only in the past month have I had someone coming in one day a week to help me just because of what's going on with COVID um, and how I had to shut down previously, I really have to recover um, financially and also recover with getting my clients in the tank. So it's like the the time 
that the tanks are available right now belongs to my clients for the most part. But when I'm feeling that itch, I get in there. Um, And once things start to like really balance out and even out, I'll be back to my weekly schedule, sometimes more, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, you know, when I get the opportunity. But um, I'd really like to float once a week at least. That keeps me balanced. That keeps me refreshed, um, keeps me happy. But right now we've got, I've got clients who have supported me through the duration of uh, the the shutdown. So I have them like they've banked their floats mm. and boy, are they getting in the tank? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's what's interesting is that through the, the shutdown, I was really nervous that people wouldn't want to go into what is essentially isolation because we were all kept in isolation. Right. Um, so I was like, wow, are people going to want to come float. Now I know that all the benefits are what they are, but people's perception is what it is. It turns out, and it's little details that I did not consider that people are in isolation with their wives and their husbands and their children. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, they're working from home. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of like stuck in that spot and they want to be able to go someplace that's safe, but also out. Like they want to be out, um, and get away from, all, you know, those people and those things that you love, but, you know, too much of a good, good thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> um, I've been seeing my, I've been booked solid That's with awesome. people wanting to come in and give themselves some space. Yep. That is so cool. Yeah. As you describe it, it seems like the perfect activity for right now. I mean, it's, it sounds like an amazing experience no matter what the world is going through, but it just sounds like a dream come true right now. Yeah, it's, um, it is a social distancing practice, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> um, our environments, it's very low traffic store, there's only two clients in at a time ever. Um, and then we always have the one employee. Um, we are we completely uh, sterilized, we use UV for everything for the water, um, for the actual space, like the suite, which involves a shower, because clients shower before and after they float. Um, we completely decontaminate and uh, sterilize the space with UV. Um, so it's, it's the safest to me. It's one of the safest forms of self care that you can do right now. Um, I can't, aside from going out and just breathing the fresh air and taking a nice walk. If you really want to, uh, I don't like to use the term treat yourself because I feel like we should just be taking care of ourselves. It shouldn't be seen as like treat yourself, but, Mm -hmm. but if you really need to like, if you're, you're itching to do something special for yourself. It's perfect, especially now because it's super safe. It'll give you the space and the calm and the peace that you need. Um, and that's what I'm saying. People love it right now. Yeah. I was completely blown away by my doors just been open and it's, it's rotating. It's crazy. It's awesome. awesome. I'm really yeah. lucky. I'm super blessed. Yeah. I'm curious if you'd like, even though it is a really solitary, um, experience when you're actually in the float cabin. I would imagine there's a pretty significant sense of community though, between people that are floaters. Like there's like a secret handshake between floaters because you have these, um, you know, individual experiences, but common experiences and common themes to what people experience when they get into the float cabin do you do you find that to be true is there like a sense of community between um your clients or other people that 
that are floaters. Is there a float convention? There should be. There, there should is. be a float convention. Yeah, there is. Yeah. There is a, uh, there's a float conference that happens every year. This year it was virtual and I was unable to attend because I was tethered to uh, my shop. So I didn't really have the space to be at the conference um, while it was happening, but I've gone quite a few times. It was before it was in um, Portland, but they turned it into a nonprofit and it, it, it once started by uh, float on out in Portland, Oregon. It was there for like, I think like maybe seven years they had it. They turned it into a nonprofit and now they rotate the board of directors. They have it go to different cities. Um, so it's, and the, the sense of community is real. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like one of those things, like when you know, you, like if you know, then you know, kind of yeah. thing. Cause it's one of the, it's really hard to explain to someone and you almost don't want to explain too much to someone because you want to give them the space and um, the leeway to discover what's in their own mind and what's their own journey. Mm-hmm. Cause it ultimately comes down to like that meditative state uh, and discovering what's deep inside your subconscious and peeling away the layers of the onion and all that good stuff. That's very personal. Yeah. So, um, you give someone a general idea and let them discover. And it tends to kind of put you in this like group of people who are on this journey of self-awareness and self-discovery. And everyone's like, did you feel this? Did you feel that? And um, you know, how have you changed? And it's like, even if it's not the same across the board for people, it's like the curiosity of knowing this unique experience, which is very basic at its core can bring about such a personal development. It does create that sense of, community because it's like we're we're all we're actually trying to better ourselves we're actually growing and we're we're also healthy and we're happier and you know so it's 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 that sense of community there and then on on in my store it's funny i have some clients that when they hear that the other person is floating for the first time like it's almost like i don't have to say anything it's like i'm just gonna sit here and eat some popcorn while you just go at it because (laughs) Because they'll just go on, oh, it's your first time. Just be prepared to get salt on your eyes. You know, that's normal. And I'll just sit here and look at my clients, like, talking to the new person. Yeah. And they're just going through everything. And it's like, that makes me feel so good. Like, I just, just the sense of, because it's, I don't like, first of all, the one thing that probably is not good for me as a business owner is I don't like to sell, (laughs) um, (laughs) which is kind of, like, integral to having a business. And, um, it's the kind of thing where like to see my clients hear it from someone else who's, who's doing it, it gives it a a deeper sense, even though I know it's a, it's, it's a credible form of therapy and healing. It makes me so happy to, to my core to take off that edge that a new client might feel to hear from, from straight from another client that like, this might take you some practice, but hang in there and it might Mm. get boring in the beginning, but hang in there. Um, it just, I love it. And it's, and it's that client is not doing it that, you know, the experienced client is doing it because they love how they feel after they float. They love the practice so much and they want that other person to, to have the best experience too, because that's how, how touched they've been and how affected they've been. Um, so that, that's beautiful to, to me. That's community. So I want to, I wonder if like, I mean, I love, and I don't want to self-sort this, um, concept of like the, 
the distinct experience of getting into the float tank. But if we like step back a little bit and think just more broadly about the power of water, which obviously it's powerful because we've, you know, you use terms like not just treading water and things being (laughs) fluid. And like, so water is like, we're made of water. We come from water, like in this, this series where we're doing, um, four episode episodes focusing on the four elements. Um, I mean, we want to talk about water, because even apart from floating, I think it's really beautiful and powerful and has so much to teach us. So I wonder for people who don't have access, they live somewhere where there is no uh, business like Halcyon floats where they can, you know, pop in and and have the opportunity to float. Are there other ways that maybe the power of water or um, similar ways, um, obviously, they're not going to get what did you, how many, how many tons of salt did you say go into that? 1200 pounds. Of 1200 pounds. Salt. Yeah. So they're probably not going to like build their own unless they're, you know, in, in the show Stranger Things, I, they did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, if somebody just has their own bathtub or their own natural body of water, do you see some connections where um, just as humans, we can have a relationship with water that can be healing uh, in these same sort of ways that you've encountered healing inside the float tank? Yeah. So, um, on a personal level, when I was a kid, cause like I said, I grew up in like kind of a, 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 a weird family situation and we lived very close quarters. Like it was like, um, a bunch of us living in one house. So I would actually escape to the, even as a kid escape to the bathtub. I remember very specifically probably being like 12 or 13 years old with my headphones in the bathtub. Um, just making sure that I had 30 minutes, uh, every night to kind of just decompress and be alone and just that comfortable temperature totally relaxing your body. Um, like I said, the headphones on drawing me out and, and I'm in, I'm listening to what I want to be listening to. I'm not responding to things that I'm not really, that are just happening around me. Um, just having that alone time and being in the water itself can be very therapeutic. Um, I wouldn't particularly, you know, you, you can't float in the bathtub. It's, it's not Mm -hmm. as, as relaxing, but it's definitely as far as access goes, it's something that I've always loved. And I still take, take, I would say, I'm going to take a tub. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I still take a tub. Um, and then, uh, just sometimes if you're going to, we recently, me and my boyfriend went to, uh, we I had to escape. I pressed the eject button for a minute on myself and gave myself a few days because I've been working like crazy hours since I opened and we took a couple of days and went to Ithaca, New York, which I absolutely, I can't wait to go back. It was only a couple of days. So I only scratched the surface of what I could do there. But we, the Airbnb we stayed at had a waterfall behind it. Oh. And I'll tell you just sitting there and watching the water flow and just thinking about like all the little things that had to happen for that ginormous waterfall, the ginormous gorge, a little trickle of water, one day, probably thousands of years, I don't know, long, long time ago, eventually became this beautiful cascading waterfall. Mm -hmm. And here I am on a, you know, a wooden chair up on top of this hill with my Dunkin' Donuts coffee, just looking at it. And it's bringing me such peace and joy, just being able to kind of just be around water, um, hearing it, listening to it, and just kind of losing yourself in that peaceful flow, I think is absolutely, it's so healing and therapeutic. Yeah. It's nice that even those who don't have access to halcyon floats, like we all have access 
um, to water in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love the bath. I'm going to love yeah. my time floating. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel, I feel like, too, the cool thing about the bath is that if you really take your time to think about what you enjoy, what could help you let go, like maybe you want to light some candles, maybe you do want to put some salts in, something to make the water look pretty, maybe bring a book to lose yourself in an adventure or what have you, uh, you get to create that environment. You get to create that, uh, that space that's just for you in that moment. And I think that that's really important. I think that when it comes down to floating, um, the fact that it is just for you, it's, it's a space for healing just for you is probably at the very core of it because so much, so many of us are on that, you know, that hamster wheel going, going, going. We put ourselves on the back burner so much. Um, and we wear every hat. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane, but it's so many of us. I, I can't think of one person who doesn't do this in one way or the other. And even if you're someone who's completely lost in your job and maybe, maybe you're a single person, and you don't really wear that. You don't really have that many roles. We lose ourselves. We let ourselves go. It's really nice when you are able to say, no, I'm going to draw the, draw myself back. I'm going to take care of me in this moment. I'm just going to be with me. I'm going to understand what I need right now. And I'm going to give that to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Self-care really should not be a luxury. I mean, we are um, congratulated and praised for taking care of others. Um, but when we try to take care of ourselves for a lot of people, there's like a sense of guilt that comes along with that. And we're just as important as the other people that we take care of. We are just, Mm -hmm. you know, we have needs that need to be met and, um, yeah, self-care is a really important way to get those needs met. And yeah, I don't think it should be a luxury. It should just be a normal part of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I So I could, I don't know how many times, and especially from women, um, I don't know how many times I've heard, oh, I've had this gift card for, mm. you know, two years and I've just not been able to find the time to use it. And they'll come in and it's, they're almost like apologetic. It's like, first of all, I get it. Second of all, this is about you. You don't have to apologize to me. Like, I want you to leave here and never have to apologize again about ever taking care of yourself. Um, But I always make people, you know, I always let them know, like, this is not the first time I've heard this. And um, maybe, you know, go in there, have this experience. You definitely need the rest. And it's okay to be here. You don't have to worry about anyone. I don't want you to worry about anyone or anything. And someone gifted you that gift card for a reason. Um, but it really is so important that we take care of ourselves. It is absolutely necessary. It's imperative. And I think that what's the say, I know I'm going to butcher it and I don't even know who said it, but someone, someone very intelligent and articulate said something that goes like, if you don't take care of yourself and your health, if you don't find the time to do so, nature is going to make you do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, which is basically the crux of, eventually you're not going to have a choice but to take care of yourself and you don't want to be in the position that position um and then i was thinking the other day because my car my battery <laughs> my battery died um that's another story for another podcast but mm-hmm. i was i was thinking the other day about like self care in terms of you taking how people take care of their cars and i know this is ridiculous but sometimes my mom wanders and i was stuck there with my battery so um some people will spend a lot of money and they'll buff their car and they're, they'll take their car to the wash every week and they'll, you know, they'll make sure that it's, you know, it looks great. But if you're not going in for preventative maintenance, 
you're, you've got a really beautiful piece of junk. <laughs> and, um, I was just thinking like how we look at preventative maintenance for humans as self care. And I don't, as self care in a luxury sense, when really like we need to take care of ourselves. Like it's, it's not even like, a, that's why I don't like the term treat yourself. Cause it's like, it shouldn't be a treat. It should be imperative. Yeah. Like you got to yeah. function, buddy. You got to, right. you got to live life and you have to be, if you want to be productive and if you want to be, uh, you know, if you really want to help other people, you got to take care of yourself first. And it's not selfish. It's, uh, you know, putting yourself first is actually a very selfless act because mm-hmm. that makes you, you, you know, you, you are a part of a community then that you can actually be productive and help others. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, for whatever reason, people don't think of it that way. Yeah. People think of it in a very treat yourself mentality. Like I deserve this. And it's like, you do deserve it, but you don't have to justify it. Like yeah. just take care of yourself. Just do the right thing for yourself. And we certainly wouldn't think that way about drinking water. We wouldn't be like, oh, I'm drinking water again. Yeah. Just being so selfish. <laughs> and maybe right. we need to apply, you know, the same sort of way that we know our body needs water to function. Um, there's there's some way that the human body, the human soul or spirit or whatever you want to call the part that we, um, you know, can't quite touch needs that um, relationship with water that that brings us experience that are such a, such a sense of renewal. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, Carrie, this has been so delightful. I mm-hmm. am just beaming. Like I, I feel like you have described floating in such a, a helpful way. Um, yeah, I think our listeners are going to be intrigued. And so if they want to follow up and get more information or find you, how can they find you and how can they find Halcyon Floats? Sure. Um, so we are on all the social media. Actually, I don't do Twitter. I I, I can't wrap my head around it. Same. We're on there, though. Same. <laughs> <laughs> We're on there. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, just bump that number up, number up. That's great. But we don't really tweet. Um but we're on Instagram, super active on Instagram. So we're at Halcyon Floats on Instagram. Please follow us there because that's where we do a lot of our updating. Um, we do giveaways and, and uh, contests and stuff like that on there as well. And we educate people about floating and then also other ways that you can take care of yourself. Um, we are on Facebook as well, and it's uh, we're just as active there. Um, you might find more articles and things shared on Facebook. So if you're into that, if you like reading and like uh, keeping up with different news, especially about floating and self-care, definitely follow us at Halcyon Floats on Facebook. So Facebook slash Halcyon Floats. And then our website is halcyonfloats.com. And you can pretty much find every piece of information you need to know about floating on there. All the different benefits, because I know we touched on a few, but there's just so many Mm -hmm. um, that comes with slowing down and giving your body, your, your, your physical body and, and your, your mind and your uh, spiritual self rest. There's a whole myriad of benefits that we didn't touch on all kinds of info there. And you can also book on there as well. Okay. And there, we also have other contact information. Shoot us an email. Um, there's a contact form. It comes right to me. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll put all those links on their show notes on the show notes. I know you also send out like a great newsletter from time to time. Yeah. So, and I'm going to be a lot better at that (laughs) now that I'm catching up. Um, I try not to, it's, I try to strike a nice balance to where I can keep people informed and engaged and excited about hearing from us without like flooding their inbox. Cause I know I really don't like that. I don't like getting an email every other day. So you should definitely join our newsletter uh, Mm -hmm. or our mailing list rather. You can do that on our website. There's like a little form you can fill out. 
we won't flood you with spam. Um, once in a while, you might get super, super awesome deal. Yeah. And uh, every once in Perfect. a while, I share my thoughts. Sometimes people like to hear them and they write me back. Like it's, it's, I try to engage um, at people on in my, uh, what I call float fam. Yeah. Um, I like to, I really like to have um, some sense of relationship with the people that come through my door. And I've been really blessed to be in a, a business that actually allows for that. Um, and like I said, uh, we said before the, the podcast, the, um, the benefit of the grounding benefit of having this pandemic happen has drawn me into my store more because as a small business owner, obviously I was affected. Um, but the positive part of that is I am in my store now. I have to be in my store and I get to see everyone's face and I get to see the relief on their face. Um, and I get to engage with them and have conversations with them. And it's literally my favorite part of being in this business. And I missed it so much. And I got jolted back into it because I didn't realize that I was, I was missing it as much as I was. And it's absolutely beautiful. So I hope I get to meet you. <laughs> I hope if you're listening, um, that you come in and you, you tell me that you heard me on this podcast yeah. and we can chat about it. And in addition to that, um, we usually ask this question. I don't know if we're putting on you in the spot or if we told you about this before, but if there is any organization or cause that's particularly close to your heart, that if we could ask our listeners to um, be generous on your behalf, is there any is there any place that people could give that um, that would be particularly meaningful to you? Absolutely. So, um, especially in Philadelphia. There is an organization called Philly Unknown um, that's run by my friend Rick Carpenter. And what he does is basically he it's a nonprofit that um, is mostly focused right now on Kensington, but hopefully they'll grow beyond. Um, and what they do is they collect uh, food, clothing, um, toiletries to give out to the homeless people in the area. Um and he's just made such a, this is such a huge project that he's helped and touched so many lives. And I fully support Brit in any way possible. So if you can find Philly unknown and donate even the littlest bit, he goes out in a van and hands out these care bags to people himself. He's I I've been able to go one time and hopefully I can um, get to the point where I have extra time that I could do it again, but just to see the look on people's face, the look of gratitude and um, that he's helping in whatever way he can, and they always need more supplies. They absolutely always need more supplies. And the people that are out on the streets, they, they appreciate so much just being recognized, mm -hmm. just seeing a smiling, caring face. Um, it's really sad, the homelessness problem that we have in our city. It breaks my heart. And also the, you know, the, the addiction problem as well. They kind of go hand in hand, unfortunately. And um, on that note, if you see someone who's homeless, I would say shoot them a smile yes. and show them some humanity because um, there, there are a lot of people out there who are starved for that. Yeah. So yes. But thank you for asking of that. Course. That's yeah. That's really awesome. Of you. And we will, we'll put that, we'll link that information on our show notes as well. So people can really easily find and click and um, figure out a way that they can give. So yeah. Cool. I appreciate that yeah. so much. Well, we appreciate you. We are so grateful for this time that we've had with you. Um, I'm so thankful that you discovered floating and made a way for so many people in Philadelphia to 
uh, have access to something so powerful because of a passion that you had and a way that you found healing and that you are um, spreading healing in this way. And I'm just so happy that we got to talk with you and our, our listeners get to hear with you. So thank you so much. It was absolutely, it was my pleasure. I love this conversation so much. I love you guys. You're, you're awesome. awesome. <laughs> this is great. A great experience. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Now it's our turn to hear from you. So would you do us a big favor and go into your podcast app and rate us? Even better, would you write us a glowing review? That will help other listeners to find us. And make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. You can also visit our website at everydaythinplaces.com where you will find all sorts of fun and interesting information, as well as learn about how you can help to support this podcast and earn special exclusive perks. There you will also find links to follow us on social media or else just pop directly over to Instagram or Facebook where you will find us at Everyday Thin Places. Thanks so much for joining us today. Until next time, I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Rachel. Bye. Bye.